Hello and welcome to Remotely Working, the podcast where we discuss productivity, intentional living, health, and leadership for remote workers with the goal of helping you integrate your life and work well. My name is Justin DeRose, your host and the founder of Effective Remote Work. We're getting close to wrapping up our deep dive on the topic of focus. Now, we'd love to put together a feedback show, so if you have any questions or comments on focus, be sure to email them to hello at effectiveremotework.com. This week, we're going to take a look at 10 different strategies to help you focus your time, attention, and willpower. Let's get right in. Strategy number one, the Pomodoro Technique. The Pomodoro Technique, invented by Francesco Cirillo, is a simple approach to doing work in short sprints. First, you pick a task, set a timer for 25 minutes, and then go. Get as much done as possible. When the timer goes off, note it down with a small mark saying that you've completed one sprint, and then take a five-minute break. Come back and do the same thing again. Pick a task, set a timer for 25 minutes, and get the task done. Then, once you complete four Pomodoros, those 25-minute sprints, and with a five-minute break, take a longer break, or around 30 minutes. Pomodoros help you focus by making the blocks of time shorter and the tasks that you have to do more digestible. So instead of seeing the next hour or two and all the tasks that you need to complete, you see 25 minutes and one digestible, easy-to-do task. If you complete the task in the Pomodoro before the timer stops, great. Now pick another one. The idea is to give yourself a kickstart. The whole idea is to give yourself a kickstart. By being able to work on one small task for a short period of time, you build momentum. And momentum is difficult to get until you start moving. The adage, you can't steer a parked car, is very accurate in this instant. A Pomodoro is a quick way and an easy way to get that ball rolling, to get yourself going and focusing on what you need to focus on. So if you're struggling with procrastinating on a task, or if you just don't like working in big, long chunks of time, there are a lot of people that the shorter blocks of time are better for their attention and focus overall. The Pomodoro technique is a great way to start. Strategy number two, time blocking. Just like it sounds, time blocking is determining what your day will look like in chunks. So the general approach to doing this is to take every hour of your day, generally starting sometime in the morning, ending sometime in the evening. Some people start right away when they intend to wake up. Other people start at their workday and end at the end of their workday. It's really up to you what you would like to do. Then for each block of time, assign something that you intend to focus on or do in each one of those blocks. Once you have that set up, get going and try to stick to the plan as best as you can. Now where the Pomodoro technique gives you an action bias with small chunks of time, time blocking helps you stay clear on your overall plan for the day. Being clear on how you choose to use your time is important to focus as when you have a plan, you can consciously make better decisions on how to use your time. If a distraction pops up, you have the reminder of that time block sitting right there saying, oh yeah, I'm working on this now because you decided it already. Now, I recognize that there is a lot of pushback sometimes to the concept of time blocking because frankly, when you plan your day, it almost never goes to plan. But the adage that I believe originated with Dwight Eisenhower, which goes, plans are worthless, but planning is everything very much stands true. The reason being is that 
When you have a plan set for your day or what you're choosing to do with your time, you can reference back to that plan when you make decisions, but you can abandon that plan at any given time if you decide that it's fit to do so. Now, the temptation of time blocking is to schedule your ideal day to fit in all of the stuff that you wish you could do. Don't do that. Instead, as much as you're able, try to schedule what a normal day would look like. Account for things like kids' nap times, lunch breaks, breaks throughout the day, extra margin that you need, time to step away from the computer to think, meetings that might come up. It's really easy to overfill your day with things that you intend to do. And it's actually quite hard to restrain yourself, but it's much better to do so in the long run. If you've struggled with time blocking before, it's probably because you've tried to schedule your ideal day instead of a normal day. So if that's you, try it again. Come at it with a different mindset to give yourself enough space and don't get discouraged if you have to abandon your plan for the day. Because like I mentioned, plans are worthless, but planning is everything. Strategy number three, prune your notifications. Notifications are the most frequent external input that you have that breaks your focus. An easy win to increase your focus is to flat out turn them off. Having some level of notifications about text messages, phone calls, and calendar events is probably necessary, but other than that, get rid of them. I like to recommend the quote-unquote moving box approach to pruning notifications. The idea here is that when you move or if you're looking to get rid of stuff, put it all in a box, pack it up, put it away somewhere, and if after a week or a month you haven't used it, go ahead and get rid of it. Applying this to notifications, instead of putting all your stuff in a box, turn off all of your notifications for a week. Then if you find yourself missing or wishing you had certain notifications on, then turn them on. Everything else, leave them off. The main benefit of taking this approach alleviates the cognitive load to decide on each application on each device that you have. You don't need to worry about turning off Twitter and news app notifications or your messages or Slack messages or whatever applications they are. Just turn them off and if you miss them, turn them back on. This approach ultimately forces the surfacing of what's essential for you to have front and center for your attention. Additionally, different devices are going to have different notification priority levels. If, say, you have an iPhone and an Apple Watch and an iPad and a MacBook, each one of those devices is going to have different notification levels and different needs for notifications depending on how you use them. Taking the Apple Watch and iPhone, for example, in my case, I tend to have few notifications on my iPhone but even fewer notifications on my Apple Watch. My Apple Watch, I pare down just the essential ones. I basically only get calendar notifications, text messages, and phone calls on my Apple Watch. My iPhone gets the rest of them that I deem necessary to have with me all of the time. If you want the easiest win you can to gain some focus back in your life, turn off the notifications. The last thing you need when you're trying to get some work done is to have notifications pinging you from every single direction on every single device that you have. Strategy number four, mind sweeps and scattered focus. We talked about this in last week's episode, but it's worth mentioning here again. If you're finding yourself having a difficult time focusing on any one thing, 
you probably need to get clear on what's in your head, or you might just be feeling overloaded. To remedy these two items, do a mind sweep or a scatter focus session. To do this, sit down in a quiet place where you won't get interrupted and start writing down anything that comes to mind. Be sure to put your phone on do not disturb. Don't be opening up Twitter or other outside inputs. The process of writing down everything that comes to your mind and letting yourself freely engage in that process will help your mind unwind, get clear, and get perspective on each of the things weighing on you from stressful emotional events, unfinished tasks, or even ideas or thoughts that you're connecting together. When you get done with the mind sweep, then do a quick review of it for anything outstanding to do. More than likely, you're going to identify at least one major item needing attention. So if you have time to do it at that point, pick to do that or make sure to schedule to do it at a later date so it doesn't keep nagging you and stressing you out. The mind sweep is one of my favorite ways to rebuild focus energy because it allows me the space to unload and recharge my mind. Strategy number five, get clear on the end. Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, devoted a whole step, a whole habit to the topic of beginning with the end in mind. Anytime that you're setting yourself out to do something, whether you're going to look at your day or work on a project, he encourages you to begin with the end result in mind. If you're going to build a relationship with someone, where do you want that relationship to go? Be thinking about these things. When you have clarity on what the end of something looks like, it gets a lot easier to manage where that thing sits in your life, whether that be on the priority scale, in the scope of work, the urgency that you have to do it, the importance to do it on a regular basis, if you need to build it into a habit, whatever that may be, getting clear on what the end result you're looking for will allow you to focus. Just like a mind sweep or a scatter focus session will get you clear on what's going on right now, backing up and spending some time getting clear on where you're going, what you wanna do, maybe what your goals are, will help you navigate those day-to-day choices. So if you combine getting clear on what the end looks like with, say, time blocking your day or doing a weekly review, that will help you stay focused on what you're choosing to be important. Really, the concept of focus boils down to a choice. And the clearer that you are on the choices that you're making ahead of time, the easier it will be for you to stick with those choices as you walk the path. Strategy number six, pick a daily highlight. This one comes from the book Make Time by John Zarotsky and Jake Knapp. The whole idea behind picking a daily highlight is picking one thing that is essentially a win condition for your day. When you define what success looks like in your day, it can be a lot easier to, one, focus on getting that thing done, and two, feeling better about your day when you're done with it. So often when we work remotely, it can be easy to lose focus because we're just going day to day. I mean, especially in the current time with the COVID-19 pandemic going on, many times our days feel the same because we're not going out. We don't have a rhythm to our life. And especially if you're new to remote work, even outside of the pandemic lockdowns that are happening, it can very much feel that way. 
You get up in the morning, you pick up your phone or your computer and you start doing some work. You maybe don't even get your breakfast done before you start working. And it's just a habit that you get into every single day. Every day looks and feels the same. That can be discouraging and can draw you down from actually getting work done if you don't have a wind condition defined for your day. So that's what picking a daily highlight does. If you say for the day, I'm going to further this one project, and if you spend an hour furthering it and you get distracted or you get pulled into other things for the day, you can look back and say, hey, I accomplished the one thing that I set out to do today. I've been doing this with some specific customer tasks that I've been working on at the company that I work for, Discourse. I'm picking one thing to work on that day, and if I make progress on it, fantastic. And if I don't, then I know I need to realign for the next day. I feel a lot better about myself when I have that win condition defined. And when I don't, I tend to wander aimlessly through my email, through forum posts, because we primarily use discourse forms to communicate with our customers and the like, through Twitter, through news articles, through all sorts of random other things. Defining your win condition for the day will help you keep on track. Strategy number seven, use caffeine well. This is another tip that comes from make time. Many of us like to drink coffee in the morning when we get up. It helps get us going. But that's not always the best time to consume caffeine. Most of the time after lunch, about one or two or maybe three o'clock in the afternoon, I know I hit a wall where my focus wanes. I have a difficult time trying to figure out what to do or pay attention to things. And it's because I'm getting tired. I've got all my lunch processing in my stomach and it's just making me tired and I don't really want to do any work anymore. One thing that's been helping me and that the book recommends is to use caffeine to help kind of push you through those times, a mid-afternoon boost of sorts. So in the afternoons, a lot of times what I'm doing these days is drinking a cup of coffee about one or two o'clock. It's still early enough in the day where the caffeine will be mostly out of my system by the time I go to bed, but it's right at the right time when I need that extra boost of focus and attention. Obviously, you don't want to become completely reliant on caffeine for different processes in your day, but it is nice to have it as a resource that you can use to amplify your focus in certain situations. Strategy number eight, change your environment. Sometimes we just flat out get bored with the inputs that we have and the environment that we're in, and it can cause us to get tired and worn out from being there. Now, I know we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic at the time of this recording. So for me, the thing that I would usually do in the middle of the week, if I just get sick of being at home, is I would go to a coffee shop and work there for a couple hours and then come back home and I'd feel really refreshed. I can't do that quite right now yet because everything is closed down, but I'm really looking forward to the day where I can get back to it. So instead, what I'm doing is I'll go for a walk or I will go sit outside on my patio or I'll go sit outside in the lawn chair with the kids and take my iPad out with me and respond to some customer emails or whatever it might be that I need to get done at that moment in time. It's just merely the process of changing where I am, my physical location and my surroundings that can re-energize my brain to refocus on the thing that I need to get done at that time. Strategy number nine, exercise. Remote work is very knowledge work intensive. 
you're not sitting here working with your hands building stuff all day long. So that means that you're not exhausting your body. I've often heard it said that if you're exhausting your mind, the way you need to recharge is to work on your body, do something physical. One way you can do this is exercise. I am not an exercise nut. I never have been, but I have begun to find the value in getting regular physical activity because I spend so much of my mental energy getting work done, thinking through ideas, developing, working in code, responding to customers. I'm in my head almost all day long. So when I, even when changing my environment isn't helping me out, trying to get focused, the next best thing to do is to go out, take a walk, or go for a run, or ride my bike around. The mere fact of getting around and getting blood pumping allows my mind to recharge because my body is focused on doing something at that point in time. And lastly, strategy number 10, build focus routines. Many of these strategies we've discussed today can also be built into routines, but there's a few that I've utilized and have built that might be helpful for you. So I'll share them here. First, one thing that I do is I try to pick out a song or an album that I can listen to on repeat. There's a couple of them that I'll list in the show notes that I have been using recently. And literally every time I turn them on in my headphones, my mind gets in the mode of, okay, it's time to get work done. So if I'm having difficulty focusing, just turning on some of that music in some noise canceling headphones, kickstarts the process for me. Another routine that I've gotten into that's been very helpful for staying on task and helping my body and my mind get transitioned into and out of work mode is to have a startup and a shutdown routine. A startup routine is everything that I'm doing to get myself prepared for doing work for the day. And a shutdown routine is the exact opposite. Everything that I'm doing to get myself done with work for the day so that I can be fully present at home with my family. I've written an article on this over at the Inside OmniFocus blog. I'll link in the show notes here. I've also done some videos on this in the past, which I will link here as well. Some other habits that you can build too are building a mind sweep as part of a daily or weekly routine, planning your day by time blocking, planning out your pomodoros. These are all different kinds of habits or routines that you can do to build out your focus. If you can build a routine and a habit with some of these items, you can start to build that focus muscle a little bit better for yourself. Another thing that's helpful for building focus is a weekly review. If you're brand new to the concept of a weekly review, it's basically a short block of time during the week that you can utilize to review the current items that you need to do, get anything out of your head that's bothering you, and make sure that everything is in alignment with where you want to go next. If you want some help getting kickstarted with that, I've actually created a free guide, which you can find over at weeklyreviewchecklist.net to help you get a concept of what an effective weekly review looks like. If you're interested, head on over to weeklyreviewchecklist.net and sign up today to get the free guide. Well, that's a lot of strategies that you can use to help build your focus muscle. We've got the Pomodoro technique, time blocking, pruning your notifications, performing a mind sweep, getting clear on what the end looks like, picking a daily highlight, 
use caffeine well, changing your environment, exercising, and building specific focus routines. I hope you've found these strategies helpful. If you have, or if you have any questions about them, be sure to email us at hello at effectiveremotework.com. That closes out today's episode of Remotely Working. Check out remotelyworking.net to subscribe. Give us feedback three ways. At message us on Twitter at Effective Remote. Use the Twitter hashtag AskERW or email us at hello at EffectiveRemoteWork.com. For more free resources designed for remote workers, head over to EffectiveRemoteWork.com. My name is Justin DeRose and this has been Remotely Working.